I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to episode 42. I have just been thinking about how we listen to podcasts and kind of imagine the person recording them in some amazing studio, some beautiful office, some kind of situation that is really different than our own because the audio sounds so good and so quiet and like they couldn't possibly have a busy, noisy life going on around them. And the reason this popped into my mind is that when I sat down to record today, there was construction going on at a neighbor's, some banging, um, a very noisy bird outside. And also my daughter is homesick with a stomach bug. And luckily it seems like she might be turning the corner and has gotten an energy boost and is singing in the other room. So I think that this is such a perfect picture of what life really looks like when you're building a business. And it's all coming on the heels of a realization that I had that my net um, amount of money that I'm earning in my business this month after expenses and everything is more Then my husband brings home after his taxes and everything in his take-home amount. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I've had this huge breakthrough in my income, in my business, um, and I have a sick kid, and I've got noise during my podcast recording. Also have my cat in my office, if you hear a jingly bell. It is just one of those days where I have the full basket of all the different things that come with being a mom and being an entrepreneur and having a real life and having a full life. So I want to to share that with you just to let you know that things don't have to be perfect. You can build a business that you love, that's highly profitable, even with all of these other things going on. And I think the whole point of the work that I do is helping other women to find this same balance, to figure out how to have this full basket for themselves. So that is the note that I'm starting on today. And what we're talking about today is kind of related. So I am bringing you a question this week. Is it a business or a hobby? This is a really important thing to think about when you are building a business and you want to be really honest with yourself about if it's a business or if it is just a hobby. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Today we're going to be talking about the differences and I'm going to be sharing a lot of my story and how this has played out for me. But first, I wanted to start by defining business and hobby. And as I was looking up the definitions for both of these, it totally brought me back to like 
freshman year of high school looking up definitions for my papers and like starting my paper with a definition. I don't know if I'm the only one who did this, um, but I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> it is not my typical move anymore, but I thought that it would really inform our conversation today about business versus hobby. So the old Google dictionary says that a business is the practice of making one's living by engaging in commerce and a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. When I first started my coaching business, it was absolutely a hobby and I didn't realize it probably because every other business that I had had prior to this business was also a hobby. I think I've shared before that I had an Etsy sewing business. That one was a hobby, although I hate sewing. So that is what made it even funnier that like I was just fighting with my sewing machine, crying, frustrated, and didn't make money in that business. Um, but I think uh, all of the businesses that I had leading up to this one gave me pieces of things that I needed in the business that I have today. So no bad feelings about it, but it is funny to look back. That was absolutely a hobby. My network marketing business, they actually had different levels of being involved in the business. That was part of the presentation that we would give. So we would say, you know, you can be a product user. You can get your products at a discount. You can um, sign up for the business building thing and just do it as a hobby. Or you can sign up and be a serious business builder. So it was like this whole menu of options of ways to be involved. So I was aware at that time of the difference between a hobby business and a more serious business. But at that time, it was like, oh, don't tell me I have a hobby business. <laughs> but I really did. You know, if you look at so much of how I showed up in that business, it was definitely as a hobby business owner. And what I realized later is that it was because really it wasn't the right fit for me as a business. It wasn't where I needed to be. It wasn't my ultimate um, destination. I was successful in it. I really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the people. But there did come a point where I realized, okay, if I'm going to keep growing, that's going to require some things out of me that I don't want to do. And I do want to do some other things towards a different business. And that was the coaching business. So it brought me exactly where I am today. And then I told you when I first started the coaching business, it was a hobby as well. And I didn't necessarily realize that. So I spent a lot of time when I first started this business on things that really didn't matter. All the things that you think that you need to have for a business, like a website and an email list and a free opt-in and a funnel and courses and sales pages and all of these things that I was creating that nobody ever saw because I didn't have an audience, because I wasn't actually building a business. I wasn't getting visible. I wasn't putting myself out there. 
I truly just had a hobby where I was creating coaching resources and a coaching website and writing a personal development blog. And all of those content creation activities were under this non-profitable hobby business that I had. So I'm going to come back to more about how I started my business as a hobby without realizing it and what those mental shifts were for me. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about the differences between a business and a hobby. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering, hmm, am I treating my business like a business or is this a hobby? This is going to help you to get really clear with yourself about which you have and how you've been treating it. The first difference is the level of risk. So thinking back to those definitions, the hobby is a pleasurable activity. You know, it's something that you do to pass the time, to entertain yourself. The business specifically says it's a practice of making one's living. So the purpose of it is to make money. And because of that, there is more risk. So I think when we are approaching building a business versus building a hobby, with the hobby, we're thinking, I don't want to take too much money out of the family budget. I want this thing to, you know, sustain itself from the beginning. Maybe anything I make, I put back in. I don't really make money from it, Um, but I also don't really invest that much money in it. With a business, if you think about out of the online space, if you think about a traditional business, you invest a lot. My sister-in-law just opened a tea shop and cafe here in Denver, Bumble Tea, For all of you who are local, you should absolutely go check it out. And she had to invest a lot into opening that. She had to rent the space. She had to buy all of her appliances. She had to paint the walls and put up light fixtures and put furnishings in and buy food and pass inspections and hire people and all of these different things before she could even open the door to her first customer. So why is it that when we're opening a physical presence type business, a brick and mortar business, we understand that we have to invest to make it work, to make it grow, to make it even be a business. And with our online businesses, we have more of this hobby mindset of, I don't want to spend too much. I don't want to affect our family's budget. I don't want to take money away from the family. When you're starting a business, there is going to be that risk most likely, and you're going to need to have a shift away from taking money from the family and thinking about that in a different way, or else it's a hobby. So that's the first difference, the level of risk. The next is how you expect it to make you feel. So again, the hobby, the whole point of it is pleasure and feeling good and enjoying it having fun, relaxing, maybe challenging yourself, but in a comfortable, fun way. (laughs) Our businesses, (laughs) not so much. 
Businesses can be so much more of an emotional roller coaster. There's so much more stress and self-doubt and questioning and belief and all of that that comes into building a business. I think it really does bring out all of the crap that we have in our relationship with ourselves when we are building a business. It just is like this mirror for ourselves where we have to really take this honest look at, oh my gosh, here are all the ways that I don't believe in myself, that I don't value myself, that I don't have self-worth. You see it all come up as you're building a business and it really affects you. And if you're expecting your business to make you feel good all the time, you're probably not going to be building a successful business because it really does take a lot of discomfort to be highly successful. Not that it has to be a drag or anything like that. I love building my business, but anybody who tells you that they don't have days where they wake up with anxiety or self-doubt or disappointment is totally lying to you or maybe a robot, <laughs> a robot CEO. So that is the second difference, how you expect it to make you feel. The third difference is the amount of time given. So how much time are you giving to this? Is it just something that you do when it's convenient, when you have spare time? Like the hobby definition said, in your leisure time. Or are you thinking of this more as a business? That you are making a living doing this and the amount of time you spend on it is going to reflect that. And again, this doesn't have to take over your life. This doesn't have to be a 24-7 amount of work. But you need to be giving it the amount of time that it deserves to actually grow. And I think a lot about, you know, different jobs that I've had and a job where I worked one hour a week was not very profitable. But the job where I had regular hours and I showed up was profitable. So I don't want you to have this association that more hours necessarily means more money because I don't think that that's true. Something that I work with a lot of my clients on is actually reducing their working hours so that they can be more effective in their working hours. But there are working hours. They are defined. They are a part of their schedule. And I think that's a really important distinction between a business and a hobby. The fourth difference is consistency. So how are you treating this? Are you consistently showing up in your business? Or is this something that you just check in with every once in a while when you feel like it? I think the repetitive nature of consistency in a business is the secret to the success of it. When you consistently show up, when you consistently take the actions that you know you need to take to grow your business, that is when momentum starts to build, not when you are showing up sporadically, doing a bunch of work one week, and then not doing anything in your business for the next three weeks. That consistency is really what compounds and grows over time. 
Okay, the next difference, difference number five, similar to the amount of time given and consistency is where does your business rank in your priorities? So if your business is at the very bottom of your list of priorities, you are only going to be doing it in your spare time whenever that happens. It's just going to be like, well, whenever there's time, I'll do a little work on my business. And to build a very successful business, it has to be close to the top of your list of priorities. You have to make time for it. Like you have to be intentional. Maybe that means getting childcare so that you have time. Maybe that means telling other people, you know, I am not available during this time. I'm working on my business during this time. It has to rank high in your calendar. It has to rank high in your mental list of priorities and where you're giving your time, where you're giving your attention, where you're giving your energy. The next difference is the amount of money it makes. So when you're starting a business, obviously, you're probably going to be putting more in than you're getting out at first. And that's totally okay. One of my coaches fully believes in having the first year be a break-even year. My my first year where I actually made money was more than a break-even year, which was great. But I think that once the business gets going... It needs to be making money and not just making enough to cover its own expenses. The next difference is the expectation that you have of it. And I think this one is really important because I think if you're expecting satisfaction, pleasure, entertainment, that is totally fine. But what I notice is that a lot of people treat their business like a hobby, so they aren't consistent, they aren't investing time and money into it, they're not ranking it high in their priorities, so they're treating it like a hobby, but they're expecting it to pay them back like a business. And that's an expectation that is just not very realistic and not going to lead to any kind of satisfaction with it. So you really want to look at what is the expectation that you have of it. And a lot of times you realize that your expectation is pretty low, and that's probably why you have been treating it as a hobby. So you just want to make sure that there's a match between what you're putting in and what you're expecting out. Finally, the last difference that I have identified is how you talk about it to others. So is it your little business? Is it your side gig? Is it this thing that you're doing on the side? Or is it your business and you just completely own your role as the owner of this business? I think that is a really important gauge Um, And a lot of times it's a gauge of some of the mindset work that you need to do around your business. How you're talking about it to other people shows a lot about how you look at your business. All right, you might be feeling a little called out and I just want to tell you regardless 
of how you're feeling and where you feel like you fall in this, there is no shame in having a hobby business. It is not lesser to have a business that's a hobby or a side gig or something like that. But I want you to be 100% clear with yourself about what type of business you have and be 100% honest with yourself about why your business is ranking as a hobby for you, okay? So really think about, are you honestly owning that it's a hobby? If it's a hobby, are you honestly owning that it's a business? If it's a business, And if you've chosen hobby or if you're showing up to your business as if it is a hobby, you want to ask yourself why. So here are some reasons that I was showing up in my business at first like it was a hobby. The first one was that I had a lack of belief that I could be successful in my business. I had not been as successful as I wanted to be in my other businesses. As I mentioned, the Etsy business, it was was not successful. I bought really nice materials and then I didn't charge very much. And I also am not amazing at sewing. It takes me a really long time. So when I worked out, you know, the hourly rate and the amount I spent on materials and all of that, I was definitely operating a hobby. And I also had a lack of belief that I could be successful in my network marketing business. So I had a friend, actually a couple of friends in that business who were very successful in it. And the comparison game really got me down because I would look at all the differences between us as all of the reasons that I couldn't be successful instead of realizing that there's a lot of ways to be successful. So I carried that belief into my coaching business and had a lack of belief that I could be successful in my coaching business. And if you're telling yourself that you can't be successful, why in the world would you be risking? Why in the world would you be consistent? or giving it any amount of time or resources or making it a priority. You just wouldn't. You need to work on that belief that success is possible for you. And that was one of the major shifts that allowed me to become successful. First, I had to believe that it was possible for me. The second reason that I was not showing up as a full business owner was fear of being seen and being visible, and how people might judge me. So this one's really common. I had mentioned before that I was kind of hiding behind creating content and websites and all of that in my business and not getting out there and getting more visible. Being seen in your business, growing your visibility, These are some of the most important things that you can do in your business. You have to believe that you can be successful and then you have to get out there and talk to people and tell them what you do and make offers to them. And you really need to let go of fear of being judged and what it might mean if people don't like what you're doing. So all of this fear around getting visible, it really has much more to do with our relationship with ourselves than our relationship with other people or other people in general. 
this is something that's all going on in our own head. And again, it's an area where you need to do some mindset work and really clean things up in your own mind. The third reason I was not showing up in my business and treating it like a hobby was because I wasn't resilient through discomfort, doubts, and low emotions. So these three things are all very common while building a business. And a lot of times they make us want to hide. They make us avoid doing anything in our business. They make us very susceptible to distraction. So we're like, oh, look, there's tons of laundry to do, or I'm just going to eat some ice cream and watch a show instead of my business, or I'm going to meet a friend for coffee. All of these things that are fine, but are maybe lower on our priority list than our business, if we're really taking our business seriously, can scoot ahead when we're not resilient through uncomfortable and negative emotions. So you need to really work on that resiliency with your emotions and to know that you need to keep taking consistent action even when you're not feeling amazing, even when you're discouraged and that kind of thing. Related to that, I was waiting for motivation to take action. So in that first year of my coaching business, there were literally months where I didn't do anything in my business because I wasn't motivated to do anything in my business. Now I find that really funny because I work in my business Monday through Thursday and I check in, you know, a little bit here and there on the other days as well. It's not over the top. But I am checking in with my business every day and then I'm really intentionally working four days a week. And it's just completely mind-boggling to me to think back to a time where I was waiting for motivation. Now, every day after I drop the kids off at school, I come home, grab my coffee, go to my office, close the door, sit down and get to work. And it's just a non-negotiable for me that that's how I approach my business now. The final shift that I had to make, the final thing that was holding me back was that I used my results to create my beliefs instead of the other way around. So I had this belief that I couldn't be successful, which was actually creating my results of not being successful because I wasn't showing up. But then I looked at those results and made it mean that I could never be successful. No one's hiring me. I can never be successful. No one's looking at my website. I can never be successful. Nobody bought my course that I spent three weeks creating. I can't be successful. Instead of realizing that if I work on my belief first, if I work on my belief around being successful, if I work on my thoughts around getting visible, if I work on my feelings of discomfort and how I show up anyway, if I work on showing up even when I'm not motivated, that is going to create the results I want. So I want to say that again because I think this is a really important concept, probably the most important one of this episode, that I was using my results to create my beliefs instead of the other way around. 
And how this really works is that our beliefs create our results. And this is why mindset work is so important. I could give you all the strategies out there. And if you haven't done the mindset work, it's not going to come together for you. Strategy is not the only thing you need, and it's not the most important thing either. Your mindset is the most important thing. So I just want you to really remember how this worked, how this played out in my business, and how much shifted for me once I made these mental shifts. And I want to invite you, if you're ready to get serious, if you're like, no, I want this to be a business. I'm tired of hiding out. I'm tired of avoiding and distracting. I made a free guide for you that has 59 ways to get more visible in your business to help you attract more clients online. And this is an amazing resource if you're ever wondering, how do I get visible? If you're ever thinking Facebook Lives or Facebook Groups are the only way to do it, your mind is going to be blown at all of the different options about how you could get more visible. So if you want to check that out, hop on over to bit.ly slash 59 ways. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash 59-W-A-Y-S, 59 ways. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com, M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.